Fancy seeing you here. I'm your host, Allie Ray, a serial entrepreneur and mom who loves building brands and raising babies. This is a podcast about being on brand and in season in every facet of your life. Each week, we dive into topics around business and brand development while sprinkling some hard-earned life lessons in there too. So if you love a good brand and a good breakdown, buckle up and come along with me as I sort of seamlessly switch between major life roles in an attempt to fulfill all the life dreams of a type A Enneagram 3 millennial small business owner who wants to help other entrepreneurs and raise good humans. This is The Allie Ray Haney Show. Welcome to another episode of The Allie Ray Haney Show. I am really excited to dive into today's episode, but I am also a little nervous. There's just so much information out there surrounding this person that I feel like it's a little redundant, but she is just a freaking rock star, literally and figuratively. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen my branding five at five series where I break down strategies that big brands use so that small business owners can apply them to their own businesses. In this series, I dive into those strategies, what they're doing well, and then I give tangible takeaways from that brand that can be used to implement within your own small business as an entrepreneur. Well, about a month ago, I did a segment on a person that has probably one of the strongest personal brands in the entire world. And lo and behold, it was some of my most interacted with content that I've ever put out in my six years of business. Sadly, I don't believe it really had anything to do with me. It had everything to do with this powerhouse of a woman. And that woman is Taylor Allison Swift. First, let's take a moment to just take in the fact that Taylor Swift became a billionaire in 2023. Yes, billionaire with a B. She is incredibly talented at what she does, and now it is reflected in the income she brings in. We'll start with a few stats from her Eras tour, and now that tour is just on a break because she just released new 2024 dates to keep the Eras tour going. On average, each show of the Eras tour brought in around $93 million. And mind you, some cities had three to four shows from her in just one week. So that could have brought in close to $4 million for a single city. So far, the tour has stimulated the economy by around $5.7 billion. That figure is comprised of the ticket sales, of hotel accommodations when people come in from out of town to see her perform. That's the food that people purchase while they're there, and even the attire that people purchase specifically to attend the Ayers Tour concert. As time puts it, and this was before she was even named their person of the year, which is another accolade that Taylor collected in 2023. If Taylor Swift were an economy, she would be bigger than 50 countries in the world. Let that sink in. 50 freaking countries. She is a powerhouse. So what makes Taylor Allison Swift larger than life? It is her personal brand. Have you guys seen the meme that says, were you a pleasure to have in class or were you really the type A oldest daughter with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder? Well, that's me. But the words in that statement I really like to focus on are pleasure and type A. And one thing that brings me pleasure as a type A woman is goal planning and achieving. 
Since 2017, I've been using this incredible goal planner called Power Sheets made by a company called Cultivate What Matters. It's a completely comprehensive standalone resource that walks you through the prep work to identify which areas of your life you want to focus on for the year. I use this goal planner for both my personal and professional goals. And my favorite part is that it walks you through how to break down those big goals into small actionable steps to execute throughout the year. A few goals I've achieved by using this planner are sending annual birthday cards to my friends, creating a schedule to meal plan and purchase groceries, and going through an entire service offering pivot within my business. So if you're looking to become more goal-focused and task-minded, PowerSheets are a great tool to get you there. Head to the Cultivate What Matters website at cultivatewhatmatters.com and use code AllieRayHaney for 10% off at checkout. All right, now back to the episode. Okay, and also let me know that I do not consider myself a Swifty, although my husband may say otherwise, but I am just enamored with her business acumen. She is so incredibly intelligent. She has a ton of foresight and she stands up for herself. How could I not admire that as a business owner? Before I jump into what makes her brand so enchanting though, (laughs) see what I did there? Please let me preface this by saying that her music is what makes it all possible. She is a knockout product, which is her music, but without knowing how to market it, she wouldn't be who she is today. And all that to say, she has a very impressive musical catalog, but because my expertise lies in the business and branding arena, I'm going to stay focused there. So without further ado, let's break down some strategies that Taylor uses to create an ironclad, world-renowned personal brand. So first I want to touch on Taylor's use of community and connection. She does both of these in multiple ways, but let's first focus on the community amongst her fan base that she's built. Her career so far has spanned over 17 years and shows no signs of slowing down. And yet there are grown women, hello there, fellow millennials, who are fangirling over Taylor as much as preteens are. So how in the world does she appeal to such a large and varied audience? Well, there's a few ways that she does this. According to Forbes, 45% of her fan base are people between the ages of 27 and 42. I think it's safe to say that probably the majority of those are female, but she has created such diehard fans. You know who I'm talking about, all those Swifties, in the original generation that she grew up with, that we are now having our own children and passing the Swift obsession down to the next generation. Second, I want to touch on the fact that her music has mirrored her own journey. So regardless of when a new listener initially interacts with her songs, they can essentially grow up with Taylor Swift singing their life soundtrack. Like right now, I'm I'm picturing high school Allie singing Tim McGraw and Love Song in her bedroom. Like seriously, Caleb and I thought Love Song was our song back in the day. Our song is a slamming screen door. Yeah, that, that was us. And finally, she does a lot of storytelling about her own life through her songs, and that authenticity is what attracted the diehard fans. Everyone loves a good story. This is key when it comes to making your own personal brand. In fact, I would argue that her storytelling abilities have not only allowed her to brand herself, they've also allowed her to rebrand herself time and time again. Today, Taylor is not the same as Tim McGraw Taylor, but we'll touch on the eras portion of it in just a bit. Okay, so we just went over some ways that she builds community between her fans, but now let's focus on some connection points. 
Taylor does Taylor Swift updates where she updates her fans and followers with updates about her life and upcoming releases. She is the queen. She is known for the breadcrumbs or the hints that she leaves for her fans to determine her next move. Her impeccably well-planned social posts are a proof of her forethought and literally everything she does. She dangles the carrot lovingly in front of her fans to keep them chasing what she's going to release next. The second way she creates connection points is her relatable Instagram content on, uh, well, not just on Instagram, but all social media. She's the girl next door that everyone can kind of see themselves in. I can't tell you how many pictures of her and Selena have been posted where I feel like I could just be a part of their friend group, even though I am totally not in their league. And finally, her fans are very easily able to identify themselves. They are the Swifties. We've already even talked about that. It's a common term now. These Swifties, they follow her every move. They look for those clues or breadcrumbs in each and every one of her social media posts. There's an element of community and belonging when two Swifties meet just out in life. And Taylor doesn't even have to be there for that community to and that connection to be there. There are even like outward signals that represent that you're a Swiftie, like the friendship bracelet craze, which she brought back like a 90s trend. And I'm not even kidding when I say she increased the sale of beads, freaking beads at a craft store. Like her impact is so significant and impressive that she herself is basically a ripple effect. Okay, but now that we all feel a little bit more connected to Taylor, let's talk about Taylor's eras. This, for me, could not be more relatable. I'm like flashing back to my red hair era in college and not to go too much out on a tangent, but it was a little rebellious when I left my hometown and started my first year of college. Within that one year, I pierced my nose, I got an industrial bar in my ear, I got my first tattoo, and the grand finale was I dyed my hair red. And I'm not talking about like beautiful Reba red. I'm talking like box dye red that pulled a lot of purple and looked trashy. Um, the nose ring that was subtle, but the red hair on the other hand, that, that was not subtle at all. So I'm glad that era has closed, but I digress. This era's idea is important when it comes to branding because it allows for growth within a brand. Fans now expect her to evolve as her life does. She's not tied to being the speak now era version of Taylor for her entire career. In fact, she has us all waiting for her wife era album now that she's wearing Casey Red every weekend. And honestly, the impact their relationship has even had on the NFL could probably be a whole other case study, but we'll save the Travis Kelsey talk for another time. Oh, and like I mentioned before, I do not consider myself a Swifty, but I did just see that she posted a mysterious clock latte photo that people were losing their absolute minds over. And although I don't invest much time into following the crumbs that she so notoriously sprinkles across her social media, I would not hate another album drop soon. Anyway, this era her saying has been embraced throughout all of pop culture. You can't get on Instagram and mindlessly scroll without seeing someone proclaim what era of their life they're in. I'm in my soccer mom era. I'm in my villain era. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even at our daughter's gymnastics gym, there is now apparel that you can purchase that says, I'm in my gymnastics mom era. Like it is everywhere. How deep this has permeated pop culture is just a testament to the magic that she can create. And not only the era saying, but also other common phrases she's now basically adopted as her own. 
I guarantee you, you can't say bad blood or shake it off or are you ready for it without singing her songs in your head the second after it comes out of your mouth. Like even I just want to be like, shake it off, shake it off. She just has an impeccable knack for taking something ordinary. It could be a phrase, a breakup or heartache or a fight and making millions from it. Incorporating this value almost of evolution from the start of her brand is that foresight that I mentioned earlier that just dazzles me. Like allowing yourself the ability to change within yourself is absolutely freaking genius. And I wish I had done the same at the beginning of my business. Okay. This all sounds kind of vague. So let me give you some examples of what I mean about this value of evolution. Taylor takes major feuds like Kanye, Scooter Braun, all her ex-boyfriends, except maybe Taylor Lautner, and even her feud with Spotify even, and turns them into income generating opportunities. It may have seemed totally detrimental to her career back in 2014 for her to take all of her music off of the Spotify streaming platform. But one of the values that she so closely is tied to is her artistry. She was adamant that Spotify was not paying artists enough per stream, and she was right. It was less than a tenth of a cent that was being paid per stream. On her grand scale, she was actually able to make you know a decent amount of money because she was on her fifth or sixth album by that point. But for the beginning artists, that wasn't the case. She made a very firm stance that music is art, art is valuable, and therefore her music or anyone's music should not be free. And not only did she take that stance, but she withheld her music from Spotify for three years before returning to the platform. So what could have been a detriment to her career instead led her fans to rally behind her even more, agreeing with her that music shouldn't be free. So they started purchasing vinyls and CDs of her music, despite being in a world where those mediums were becoming increasingly inaccessible. And now... She's one of the highest grossing artists of vinyl and CD sales. Then to thank her fans for rallying behind her, despite her controversial decision, she ended up bringing her music back to Spotify and making money from there as well. Her ability to just reinvent herself time and time again, just baffles and astounds me. She takes every major feud she's ever been a part of and makes money off of them. Every time she's underestimated or messed around with, she with grace, mind you, finds a way to make a comeback, and it's just absolutely incredible. Look, there's nothing more on brand or in season than confidence. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a mom, in a time of imposter syndrome and constant comparison, we could all use a little bit more confidence, and that's what Created Colorful gave me. Created Colorful is a virtual color analysis where you are given your knockout color palette for guaranteed constant confidence. Imagine going into a store and knowing exactly what to pick out to make you look your best at all times. That's what Created Colorful gave me after a bout with postpartum depression, as well as an isolating entrepreneurial endeavor. So if you would like a quick confidence boost, use code AllieRay for $15 off your Created Colorful virtual color analysis. You can book that analysis at createdcolorful.com slash virtual color analysis. Use code Allie Ray, that's A-L-I-R-A-E, at checkout for $15 off your consult and be one step closer to the confidence you crave. Finally, I absolutely have to touch on the freaking genius re-release of her previous albums. Of course, this came from a deep place of hurt and betrayal, but 
oh my goodness, if she's not the queen of taking a terrible situation and spending it to make some money, I don't know who is. Everyone listening to this probably already knows some of the backstory of her remaking her albums, but a quick explanation behind the Taylor's version of her albums is that her previous label was purchased by someone, and with that purchase, the master rights to her music were also resold. Taylor was not able to purchase those master rights like she had originally wanted to, but she didn't want to lose her musical legacy, rightfully so. There was a lot more drama amidst all of that, but that's the condensed version. So instead of fighting it, she re-recorded her first six albums that were all under that previous label, plus added tracks from The Vault. The Vault is yet another way that she makes her fans feel special. She releases songs that were written at the time of the original album release, but they were included in the first version of the album. But this whole idea of Taylor's version, if it's not the most genius way of repurposing content I have ever seen, like she literally did the same work twice and gave it new life by adding Taylor's version in parentheses to the end of it. And not only did she add this onto the album names, but she also added it to every single one of her individual track titles. So if you ever Googled Taylor's version, you're met with the tracks that she makes the most money off of. And get this, she's also still receiving a royalty from those that don't have Taylor's version attached to the end of it. It's just genius, like pure genius. Okay, I want to make a final point about Taylor Swift before we jump into our tangible takeaways. All of these different strategies she has used to create her brand. And remember, a brand is how someone feels about your business. But she also is a marketing queen. Let me give you an example. So her most recent album, Midnight's, she did her ceremonious dropping of breadcrumbs to tell people all about the album when it was going to be released and the theme behind it, etc. But then this is where it gets good. She then released the collector's editions of the Midnight's vinyls. But wait, there's more. There are four different collector's vinyls. Each of those four has three numbers from the face of a clock. If you collect all four, you can bring them together to create a clock out of the vinyls. Take a second and wrap your mind around that. She just sold four copies of a vinyl which is an out-of-date and largely inaccessible medium. She sold one album to one person four times, and that does not include any of the streams that that same person will inevitably be listening to because they can't actually play the vinyls since they're bound to be displayed proudly on their wall as decor. This woman is a marketing genius, and I envy and admire that so much. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys still believe that I'm not a Swifty? Because at this point, I don't even know if I believe that I'm not a (laughs) Swifty. But without further ado, I want to dive into some tangible takeaways from this monumental personal brand of the one and only Taylor Allison Swift for you to apply to your small business. Okay, tangible takeaway number one. This seems kind of obvious, but I'm going to give you some ways that you can do this as well. I want you to build relationships with your customers and your clients. Of course, Taylor is not going to be meeting each of her 275 million Instagram followers individually, but she has still facilitated this feeling of belonging. She still engages with her fans in a personal way. And a couple ways that you can do this on a small business scale 
are sending a thank you card to anyone who purchases a product or service from you. And this doesn't even have to be handwritten to be special. It can be as simple as a pre-printed postcard that goes into every box while you're packing their purchase. Another way that you could facilitate community is by creating a Facebook group for your clients or customers. They can start to get to know one another, and typically this type of interaction is a great step towards an affiliate program, which helps you with marketing and increases your top line revenue. Yet another way that you could create community amongst your most loyal customers and clients is by coining a saying to use as a hashtag on social media or creating a name for everyone who's made a purchase from you, much like the Swifties. That way, when a new customer encounters it, they see the community and they can also see previous posts using that hashtag from others as social proof, which is user-generated content. Okay, tangible takeaway number two. Tell your brand story, just like Taylor tells the stories of every single one of her breakups. Everyone has an origin story and everyone has an evolution story. Figure out what those stories are that you can tell time and time again that your ideal client or customer will identify with. Being able to allow someone to see themselves in you is one of the deepest ways to connect. A book that I'll add to the show notes that I believe every business owner should read is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. He dives into the power of stories and the dynamic between you as the service slash product provider and the customer. Tangible takeaway number three, it is okay for your brand to evolve. Embrace the era that you're in, but know that there is room to pivot if you need to. There is room to pivot if you need to. Sorry, I'm mostly repeating that to myself because I'm the one who needs to hear it. And I would even argue that if you don't evolve or pivot, that is when your business is most likely to perish. So often we get caught up in failure versus success instead of reframing a failure as an experiment. It's okay to try something and not like it. It's okay to outgrow a service offering. It's okay to reinvent literally everything about your brand because you are the one that makes your rules. Use Taylor as an example. Every time Taylor was told she couldn't do something, she did it. She proved him wrong. The music industry, the haters, Kanye, whoever it was, she proved them wrong. So let go of that fear of change and evolve. Fourth tangible takeaway. Repurpose your top performing content. Take a moment and look back and see what your audience responded to the most and write a blog post about it. Or like I'm doing, make a podcast episode on it. Look, I'm actually taking my own advice for once. I feel like this needs to be like written down somewhere. But in all seriousness, you can break that top performing piece of content into multiple pieces of other content on Instagram, in a blog, in an email marketing blast, in Pinterest content, like whatever it is, just take what worked and dive deeper into it. You could also consider releasing something from your vault. Maybe you had a past idea that you thought was great, but you just weren't in the right spot to execute it at the time. But because you're evolving, right? Maybe now is the right time. Fifth tangible takeaway. We can learn a lot from her, as you can see. On this same note, we want to work smarter, not harder. Taylor sold the same fan, the same album, at least five times. You can create recurring income, and dare I say passive income, to increase your revenue without increasing your workload. But let me caveat that, though. In order to sell that passive income resource or product or piece, whatever it is, you have to be prepared 
to market the hell out of them because otherwise it's a waste of time and I am saying that from personal experience. Sixth and final tangible takeaway is something that I would like to mention. I didn't specifically touch on individual values that Taylor has, but I did touch on her evolution and I did touch on her commitment to her artistry and her music. Let me back up for a second and just say that I've performed quite a few case studies on big businesses. And in those case studies, every single one that I've performed, it almost always comes back to how the most successful big brands stay true to the values that they carefully laid out at the beginning of the business. So while this was not a specific point that I made during this Taylor Swift case study, it is something I want to mention. Define your values and allow those values to be your guide as you make the big evolutionary decisions for your business. Finally, I want to leave you with this uplifting sentiment. There were many times that Taylor could have given up after Kanye grabbed her mic, after she lost the master rights to her first six albums, after any breakup that she was shamed for, but she didn't. In fact, not only did she persevere, she reinvented and came out on top, literally the top of the world in so many ways. She's now a billionaire. She is living her best life in Kansas City. She is starting the second leg of her worldwide Eras tour where she performs three to four hours every single night, a collection of the last 17 years of her musical legacy. I just, I want you to let that be an inspiration to you. So with that, I want you to shed your fear. I want you to quit waiting on the perfect moment and don't be afraid to evolve from your Tim McGraw era and grow your small business with the spark that Taylor has. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Allie Ray Haney Show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll catch you next week. As my son would say, did it! You just completed another episode of the Allie Ray Haney Show. If you found this helpful, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this show, and so you never miss an episode. Take a look at the show notes for all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Let's continue the conversation over in my private Facebook group, The Ally Ray Haney Show Insiders. See you next Wednesday. And as always, I'm here cheering you on as you build your dream brand and business.